Welcome, everybody, to the Building Ehrensburg podcast. I'm Thomas Ehrensburg. And I'm Catherine Ehrensburg. So yesterday, <laughs> I was in Walmart. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and I had one of our four children with us. He was yeah. pushing the buggy for me. And as we were turning down the aisle, I was looking for something for you. I feel like we haven't um, said hello to anyone. Hello, everyone that's listening today. Do we normally say hello to people? I don't know, but you just really felt like you launched into that story from nowhere. Didn't even tell people what we are going to talk about today. Is your story the intro into what we're going to talk yeah. about today? Okay. All right. So you're in Walmart with one of our kids. Anyway, I come up upon this aisle and there is a woman with her mother. I would say the woman's probably middle 30s. I really, I, I can't tell how old people are. Why are you so even bad. pretending like you know how old this lady is? It does, is it pertinent to the story, not, how old I mean, she is? It's not. Okay. Other than she was with her mother and she had three children. Mm-hmm. That sounds familiar. And the children were just going, I mean, especially in her mind, because everything's worse when you're a parent, you know? <laughs> <clears throat> they were going a little bit crazy. Yeah. Just a little. Um, but they were blocking the aisle, so we couldn't get past. The lady noticed it, and I could just see like the... She was panicking a little bit. Like the, the just like the frustration of yeah. yeah, just all of it, you know. Like, get over here, get out of the way, you know, and, and the mom <laughs> Fall the, in line. which is the grandmother of the little kids. Yeah. It's just like pointing stuff out, like it doesn't bother her. Like we're trying to shop for pots and pans here and we're pointing and the mother of the children was just completely Well, because she's having to deal with those children, she's at her wits end before she even got in that store. Probably. And then the person that came with her, who is her mother, is just like, not helping. Yeah, just uh, completely unaware. Look at us in this normal day, just shopping, and this poor woman with her three children is just like, <laughs> had enough. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, in my mind, I was thinking, you're doing fine, lady. Oh, Nobody really nice. cares. Like, keep fighting the good fight. You know, keep screaming and yelling at those kids. Eventually, they'll get it. You need to ask, I need to ask the most important question. Did you stop and say you're going to miss this when it's That's what I said. I said that instead. (laughs) (laughs) Instead, I decided to insult her and say, you're going to miss this someday, lady. Enjoy it. See, my child who's 11, he's perfect and walks right behind me in the store and doesn't say a thing. So, that's... Just kidding. That's that's not really what you said. That's not what I said. Okay. That is what popped in my head, though. Like, I bet somebody in my position would say... You're going to miss it, you know. It's never people you, our age. It. Yeah. You know? It's always people that are older that will say that stuff. And it's like, you, ugh, I want to wring your neck right now. You don't know, you know what you're talking about. I think about. they only say that to you, to women, too. Oh, of course. I've, I've never gotten that before. Yeah, because anytime, not to get too much into like, you know, pro-feminism or whatever here, but anytime a man takes his children anywhere... You're the greatest daddy in the world. Right. It doesn't matter if they have mis- mismatched clothing. There's food on their face. And he's just struggling. Look at dad. Look he's at, trying. He's doing so good. Oh, my gosh. He has the, all four kids out, and they're all in the buggy, and they're, right. you know, they are still in their PJs and whatever. But if mom were to do that, oh, there's it's embarrassing. definite judgment about it for right. sure. Okay. So, is anyway, the end of your story? <laughs> no. It's just leading into what we're going to talk oh, about. Oh, okay. Um. <clears throat> so we just we just walked by, went to the next aisle, found our stuff. But the other three were at home. You were not at home. Our other three children. The other three children were at home. You were not at home. I was not at home. Yeah. We have finally gotten to that age, and that's what we're going to talk about today, where we can kind of leave our kids at home. Yeah. It's uh, we Thomas and I take walks pretty frequently in our neighborhood, and 
uh, we've been leaving the kids at home when we go for our walks. Right. And um, now our, our oldest is 12. She's almost 13. So she's certainly yeah. at the age where she sh- can be by herself. And then the other three children, of course, are younger than that. But collectively, they are at an age where they can definitely, the oldest can, quote unquote, babysit the other three or watch out for the other right. three. Or really, two. it's the older two are yeah. watching the younger two. Yeah. But I remember one day we were walking around the neighborhood and we saw one of the other neighbors. Yeah. And she said something like, oh, I'm so jealous. You guys can go for a walk by yourselves. And I said, we have waited 12 years for this. Like, we are finally to the age. And she has what, three? She has three children. Yeah. Yeah. But she just had a baby. Like, you know, you reset that timer every time. (laughs) Yeah. Every time. Not really, though, because your oldest one. The older one can always, at some point, will be able to. Yeah. So um, her oldest one is probably... Six, seven, mm-hmm. eight, something like that. So she's got a few more years until that happens. But I do think that along the way, we have encouraged independence, as, we talk, as we've talked about before on the podcast, but um, encouraged independence in being able to be away from us um, as we go do things. Go pick up dinner on Friday night. Right. Sometimes we'll go just me and you and go pick up dinner, and they have a job while we're gone. They have to prepare our little room that we have that we watch right. movie night in. Get the in. house kind of picked up. Mm-hmm. Get in Take, your PJs. Yeah, get in your PJs. Go in, um, as we call it, put their pallets out, which is just like they get their little pillows and blankets and whatever they want to lay right. on in the TV room. Get the room. movie queued up. Yeah, pick out what movie they want to watch and all that stuff with the streaming service. So um, we've been doing that for a while. Right. Um, and I most recently read a blog from one of the designers that I follow named Emily Henderson. She lives in California, um, and she was writing a blog post about how she let her two she her children are much younger. I think her oldest is maybe seven or eight, and then her little boy under that is maybe like four or five. Mm-hmm. And they told the kids she read this whole blog post. She told the kids like we're gonna go, mommy and daddy are gonna go out for a movie. And oh, wow. yeah, like she said, they were going to go a commitment to too. a movie That's like hours. Well, it's away from the house. Yeah. I think right. she said she's going to watch a movie anyway. It doesn't matter what the circumstance is, but they like prepped them for the whole week about it. They, um, you know, told them they were going to be able to get like ice cream sundaes and like they had set food out for them and let them do right. whatever they wanted. And, um, what ended up happening was they didn't really go to a movie, but they went out of the house and the kids thought that they were out of the house and right. they really just went around to a side entrance in their own bed to their own bedroom and stayed uh, in their bedroom. The kids didn't know that they were home. And so they kind of were seeing yeah. how interesting how it would go. And it was hilarious. She said the very first thing they did was just scream in pure joy. That they that had gotten the holes. Yeah, that their parents <laughs> were gone. They'd gotten the Gosh. house themselves, which is kind of hilarious for an yeah. eight year old. I mean I mean, admittedly, I felt like they were young to be doing yeah, what they were doing. I would agree with that. Um, but, you know, I think ultimately you have to know your kids well enough to know that, how responsible they are. I think that's ultimately what it, what it comes down to. Not just how responsible they are, but what position you are as far as, like, security at your own home. Like, are they going to be able to uh, talk to somebody if they need to talk to right. somebody? Could somebody get to them? Do they have the means to communicate yeah. outside of the house in a safe way? Yeah, all of those things. And so, um, anyway, her story I just thought was really good because it was interesting. When you read a blog like that, there's always commenters below. Right. And there's tons of people on both sides. There's sure. tons of people saying, shame good job, you. mom. There's other people saying, shame on you. I think right. that's too young. Judgy, judgy, judgy. Um, and so, I just wanted to bring it up. 
today um, on our podcast because we do give our kids, and I wouldn't even call it independence, but it's a matter of like you and I separating ourselves a little bit to be able to get some of the time that we need, not even just the kid. Like I think it worked both ways, but um, I think the kids need a little bit of independence and to learn to be on their own and to take care of their own needs without having to ask us all the time. And then I think that we need some time to ourselves. um, Well, what I like about the way that they did that is it it was very controlled. It was a controlled experiment. It was like an experiment for sure. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were right there where they could hear, yeah. Something happened. The way that she wrote the blog post was as if that's not really what they intended to do from the start. That really wasn't the plan. They planned to go to a movie. And right. I mean, you and I are the same way. We would probably plan to go to a movie and be like, I don't want to go to a yeah, movie. That's I'm a lot too of work. tired. <laughs> let's just go to bed. Let's, let's just go and lay in bed and watch a movie. Right. And so I don't think that their intent was to do what they ended up doing, but it ended up working out for them and working yeah. well. Um, but she, she said that they could hear the kids every now and then they listen, you know, they obviously watch their movie or whatever, but um, that they just talked to the kids before it started about what they were going to do, you know, like yeah. they prepped them for it properly. Right. Um, they gave them all the phone numbers they needed and whatever. And then when they were finished and came back from it, you know, they came back from their date, their quote unquote date night and the kids were there. They spent more time talking about how proud of them that they were, that they were able to do that. And that was right. so grown up of them and, you know, praising the the responsibility end of things. Right. Um, I just thought it was a great, a great practice. So before, I don't know when, but I think it might have been the first time that we left for a while and left them there. <clears throat> I've talked to all of them about how to save somebody if they're choking, because to me. Yeah, Heimlich. Yeah, like, that's one of the things that, yeah, you can go call a neighbor, you can whatever, but choking is one of the things that, of all the things that worry me, that is it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why. I think it's probably <laughs> because I, my, I almost lost my little sister to choking because we were we gave her a And your dad almost lost candy. one of his siblings to choking, too. Right. Choking is a real problem in your family. So, anyway, I've... I've gone over that with our oldest uh-huh. several times. You know, look in their throat. If you can see it, reach in there and grab it. I don't care if it makes them throw up. Like, you reach in there and you can grab it if you can grab it. That's yeah. number one. Don't immediately go to the padding in the back and the Heimlich. Like, that's steps two and three. Yeah. Anyway, I know I've gone over that. Like, if you called her in here right now, she could give you very graphic detail of how to do it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, the other day, I had my teacher meetings. Uh, we dropped her off at a friend's house. And so the other three were going to be by themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you start separating the herd and then and, things change. Well, I thought my brother might have been home, but I wasn't sure. So we get there. He's not home. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're staying down there at my parents' house. And as I'm walking out, I was like, you know, they don't have a phone to contact me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me just review the choking thing with them. <laughs> because I know I was going to be gone for probably a couple hours. Yeah. My, which are, you know, the school's. A five-minute walk. And they know how to get there. And they know how to get there if they had to. But, again, choking. Yeah. Is, five minutes and choking, yeah. you're done. Yeah. You know? So, I get all three of them. I said, do y'all know how to save somebody if they're choking? And our oldest boy, Thomas, he's, he says, yeah, you just start patting him on the back. I was like, no. <laughs> wrong no, answer. That's the wrong answer. <laughs> so, I get them all around. I said, here's how to save somebody. You look in their throat, you know, look in their mouth. I get the whole thing that I told mm-hmm. Addie. And I was like, are y'all good on that? I said, anything else? The neighbor, I'm pretty sure I saw his car. He should be home. You could run over there. 
Um, or, you know, worst case scenario, you could just run up to school and get me probably if it's depending on what the emergency was. But again, the choking thing to me. So as I'm walking out, I can hear them go, nobody's eating anything. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even going to let it be a possibility. <laughs> no one's choking on yeah. anything today. Man, Which you must have scared the heck out of them just by the possibility of that what... they might have to do that. Yeah, I they mean, would have to do that. And the thing is, you would have to be choking on... Like, I'm trying to think of stuff they could have possibly choked on. They probably would have ate popcorn while they were there. Yeah. And maybe some candy, like M&M candy. Yeah. The likelihood of you choking on either of those two things is not real likely. Yeah. But, you know, that's, I guess, training them. is like one of the, the life-saving training things that I felt like I had to do with them. You mean like when we showed our kids Rescue Down 1-1 when they were like two, three, and Running four? with their toothbrush? Uh-huh. Yeah. You guys have all seen it. The one, if you guys are listening right now, you're probably about in our age range. So you may remember Rescue 911 with um, old William, William Shatner. Shatner. Yeah. William Shatner was the host of that show, and he was always standing next to an ambulance with, always. It, with the lights on, yep. you know, during his speaking pieces yes. on camera <laughs> stuff. They probably shot all those on one day. Yeah. 45 episodes. I, you know, I would love, I need to go look it up after this podcast and see how many episodes of Rescue 911 there were, because I bet you there was like 10, because I could recite okay, them so all to you. The episodes, though, weren't there always like two or three um, oh, stories all in one. Yes. Probably so. And they were always these actor reenact, as they say on my, one of my favorite podcasts, they say reenag- reimagine actimators or something like that, where it's like. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. So you're not going to believe this, but oh, there were. Okay. That can't be right. It oh. says there's nine seasons. That may be right. But here's the thing. Season one How was many? in 1990. Season two, also 1990. Oh, boy. They were really pumping those. Season three is 91. Four is 92. Five is 93. I'm sensing a pattern here. 95. But then season nine was in 2004. Oh, no. So it ran from 90 to 96. Okay. And then they, they that sounds I guess they right. rebooted. So in my memory... From 90 to 96, I was approximately uh, seven years old, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay. So my memory is not great from that time, but I do remember, and you, it must have stuck in all of our memories because who can forget the episode where the little boy is reenacting the real life human who, whose mother probably told him not to run with a toothbrush in his mouth, but he did it anyway. And he ran into a hallway wall. And yeah. when the mom, he started crying. I, did he start crying? I don't know. Maybe he had zero, um, I don't, I don't zero ability to make noise. I don't know. But he's bleeding from his mouth. And his mom's like, where's your toothbrush? I can't see it. Oh, it's shoved directly into your esophagus. Yeah, sticking out, barely. Barely. Like, I could, I can still see it in my memory the fact that you could not see an entire toothbrush in a child's throat. What on earth? Anyway, when our kids were little, they would do that. They would run around with a toothbrush yep. in their mouth or they would jump up and down with it. And I had probably said no less than a hundred times, stop jumping up and down. And I kept threatening, I'm going to show you the Rescue 911 episode. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I know I can find it on YouTube somewhere. And finally they did it last time. And I was like, that's it. Sit down on the couch. They sat down on the couch. I pulled up YouTube. I showed them the video of the reimaginactament or whatever it was called. <laughs> they have never, ever, ever run with their toothbrush in their mouth ever again yep. after that. And they, they, 
now I've, know. Also, like when they see someone else doing it, they're like, "Don't do that." Remember the video? <laughs> I fixed them good, so maybe they need. Well, it sounds like you just telling them was enough for them to not even eat anything to try to choke on. I mean, I'm I'm okay with them eating, and I told them that, like, hey, if you get hungry, there's chew your food cookies, really well. There's popcorn, whatever. But <laughs> I just I had to make sure that. I'm trying to find what episode that was because in each of these things that I'm reading, they tell you what the three, it's always three stories. Yeah. Um, you gotta get those like six to seven minutes per story. I, I mean, there's, there's 30 episodes per season though. Holy mackerel. So. That's a lot of, look, those are the easiest types of TV to make though. The ones where people all just send in their stories and they have to make up little right. movie scenes to go along with them. I mean, come on. Not that difficult. It's like that I Survive show. Like, that is the most enthralling show. Yeah. But it costs nothing to make. Right. People are just sitting there telling their stories, and they have to well, reenact Someone has to it. act it out, yeah. Yeah. But, it's, they don't but usually to, they're not talking. But these are the most incredible stories that no one had to make up with their own brain. They actually right. happen to someone in real True. life. So there's not story. even, like, a writer involved. Yeah. You don't even have to write that business. That's a good point. It just is what it is. Anyway, I mean, I, I'm trying... The reason I'm trying to find that episode is because... In my like you just said, I could remember every episode. I'm wondering if we only ever saw one or two episodes, but it was just always the same. Episode. I really <laughs> thought that it was regular TV at my house, but I might be really wrong about that. There were some very specific shows we watched. That's what happens when you don't have cable. You only watch four different oh, shows. Yeah. Well, back then, no, there only, was cable watched, back then. I know, we had cable. I remember, I thought but we, we were... weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons. We weren't allowed to watch Married with Children. Or any of the like, quote unquote, cool shows that came on. Yeah. So we were real limited to true crime, which you know you can't. That's <laughs> the funniest thing. You can't watch like, you know, people misbehaving, like adults misbehaving, or children saying sassy things to their parents. Yeah. But dang it, we were going to watch some true crime. We were going to watch some. You can't watch that fake stuff. This is what really happened. Yeah. Yeah. Which is even scarier. Usually, we used to watch the Father Dowling mysteries. You know. All the things, but um, anyway, so, you know, if if you've been considering or maybe I think to some extent people don't even consider because I have to say when I read that blog post, I didn't even I would not have considered leaving our kids home by themselves at the ages of. No, we were still getting babysitters at that time. Yes. Um, And so I wouldn't have even considered it. And we had four kids, though. Four is a lot. Like, it's one thing when you have one brother and one sister. Anyway, all I'm saying is. Um, maybe with this podcast that we're talking about today or the storyline that, um, you can consider something like that, you know, again, consider your circumstance. If you have one or two children, not four, or if you live in a neighborhood that would, has good neighbors around or, you know, whatever your circumstances is not for everybody for sure. But, um, I do think it's important for both the parent and for the child for, a lot of different reasons. I think it's it's good for both sides for a lot of different reasons that we've previously discussed today. Yeah. So it's certainly worth thinking about and considering um, if, if it's something that will work for your family. Um, but I mean, I, I do think it's something that, that needs to be discussed. Like, I think you probably even need to discuss it with your kid and make sure your kid's on board. Yeah, even interested. If we had discussed that with our oldest children when they were eight, nine years old, they would not have been on board no, with that. No, they would not have. And they would not have done the squeal of glee when we left, yeah, for they sure. They would have been panicking, panicking the whole time. Yeah. They would have called us every five minutes or texted us or... We have major homebody children, which is both a detriment and also 
the greatest thing ever. It's yeah. it's a real double-edged sword, people. It is. <laughs> As mentioned in our previous podcast. So where, she must, your friend must, or whoever. She ain't my friend, but I, you know, we all wish the people that we followed on blogs were friends. Well, I forgot where you'd gotten it from. <laughs> she must have had a discussion with her child, I would imagine. Or she, you know, like I said, you they, know your children. Yeah, you know well, at least according to the blog post from what she told, you know, her audience. So sort of switching gears, but somewhat in the same line. Um, whenever we go to the store and we have to just pick up like one or two things. Oh my gosh. You were like Mr. General Commander guy with the store. Why? Why do you say that? Because I know I know how you do at Sam's Club. I know how you roll at Sam's Club. Y'all are in and out Divide of Divide and conquer. I will, <laughs> I will give you a list of stuff to go to Sam's Club with. And you give each one of the kids, since we have four kids, you can, you know, divide a lot of things up. Yeah. I'm assuming you don't let the little one go by herself. No, she stays with me. So. But I, I normally send them in pairs. I don't ever send one oh, you by do? myself. I don't, okay. I just don't trust that. Yeah. <clears throat> because if they, a lot of times, normally how that works is, yes, I'll go around the store counterclockwise and they'll go around it clockwise or vice versa. Yeah, you'll kind of meet somewhere. You get these two things and I'm going to get these three things and we'll meet here and we can get the last three or four things there in that area. But they go in pairs in the event that like, hey, we can't find them. They can sort of, it's easier for two people to find one. Yeah. Or for one person to find two. Anyway, so you send them into the store with a list and you give them each a couple of items to get on the list. And everybody gets all the groceries on the list, and they come to the front of the store wherever you're supposed to meet, and everybody has the entire list within like 10 minutes of being right. in the store, which is genius. By the way, I'm going to put in a plug here for the Sands Club shopping app. It's called Scan and Go. Yep. Clearly not sponsored here. We ain't any kind of business to be sponsored, but that is the most amazing thing. And every time I go in Sands Club, there is a line from the front of the store. They've gotten better. To the, the back of the times store. I've gone. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe you've been going in off hours. Is that possible? That's probably true, yeah. Because I go, I usually go right after school. If you go on Saturday, when everybody else is going to the grocery right. store too, that line is from the front of the store to the back of the store. Yeah. And people stand there in it. That's the shocking part to me. Well, they don't have the scanning gear. I would abandon my grocery cart. Yeah. To not have to stand in that line. I don't There is nothing. There is nothing in my life important enough to mm -hmm. purchase to stand in that line. So, what do we do? We use the Scan and Go app. You guys, it is the Sam's it's, Club it's app. It's a game changer for sure. It really is. I know some I'm people don't. I'm surprised really that more stores have not gone to that. I know. It drives Walmart, me nuts that Costco doesn't have it. I mean, it. not just big box stores, but even yeah. even a Winn-Dixie yeah. or a Publix. Well, Walmart and Sam's Club are the same company, so it makes no sense that they don't have That's it. That's true. Like That's true. Come on. It's the same company. Get it together. Share your technology. That's right. So, anyway, the way it works is you just download the app. You have to have a credit card. I don't know that it takes... I think it takes debit cards, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. So, you... Ours is our, it's already saved in there. Yeah, right? it's already saved. It recognizes what club you're in whenever you log into the app. Whenever you right. come in, it has your uh, Sands Club card saved on it, your account. Mm -hmm. So, you never have to show a card. card. That's right. You go, in there, you go into the store with your phone. That's it. That's right. all I have to go in there with is my phone. And I collect all my stuff in my cart. I scan it with the Scan and Go app as I'm as I'm yeah, going through phone. the store. Yeah, with my phone, it scans it. It has the price, whatever. You swipe a button or a swipe a whatever slider thing. You pay for it, and then you walk out of the store. You don't right. ever wait in a line. You don't ever have to unload and reload things off of a shopping cart. It stays in your cart. It's just, why would you not? 
because people, some people don't yeah. have credit cards. I right. get it. Whatever. Anyway, that was a very big aside. But you guys, I will be advertising for the Sam's Club app because waiting in that line is for people who apparently have way more time than me on this planet. Yeah, or they just don't have the means to get the app. The me- Everyone has a smartphone now. I got up to the front one time and I was talking to the lady that scans you as you go out of the store. Yeah. She was taking a lot of pride in the fact that she didn't have the app because she doesn't have credit cards. Or no, she said she didn't have a smartphone. That's what it was. Yeah. I don't I have one of those smartphones. There's people that are going to that. <sighs> they're done with their, what's the word I'm looking for? They're like de-technologifying. That's the word I was looking for, yes. And, pr- and what, what was the word? <laughs> Re-enagimactimate or whatever. And the- right. De-technologifying. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's what they're doing. No, there's a word for it. Whatever. It's not off the grid, but it's something There are similar. things worth having technology for, and getting through Sam's Club in lightning speed is one yeah. of them. That's, yeah. So anyway, you take the kids through there. They get all the stuff. They divide and conquer. They come back. What I love about that, besides the fact that we're getting our groceries faster and getting in and out of the store faster, is that the kids are learning to, like, see what's in the store to know where things are located because i'm sure when right. y'all go in you're not they're not getting one kid's not always getting the grapes or always getting the crap no, i normally ask I, like i'll say we got to get x y and z who knows where the whatever you know mm-hmm. who knows where the milk is all right who knows where the eggs are okay y'all two go together and get the milk yeah. and the eggs yeah so i yeah. mean it's but i like that they're learning the store and they're learning where things are and it kind of gives them some they feel like they're taking some responsibility in our grocery shopping, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, I like that, too. Because some of the time, you know, the thing that they love to get to do, if I let them, I don't always, we need snacks for school. Go to that area and pick out a snack. And mm-hmm. now it's like... You know, you give them parameters on that, too. You say it can't be, right? Yeah. Well, there's certain things that it definitely cannot be. Because if I just send them over there, they get cookies. Yeah. Or, you know, some super sugary Yeah. something. So, yeah, it normally has to be... One of these yeah. certain things. Yeah. And the biggest parameter is it has to be something everybody's going to eat. Ooh, that's a hard one. Because that, I can't and even that find usually, that. Well, that usually narrows it down to Cheez-Its or Goldfish. <laughs> because some cheesy cracker. That's the only thing that everybody's going to eat. Yes, some of them would love to have the popcorn and some of them would love to have like the cracker, the peanut butter crackers. But yeah. not everyone's going to eat them. And there's, there's also been other times where you have sent one of our kids into the store like... Not Sam's Club, but Winn Dixie. Winn Dixie is a smaller store yes. here, like a more of an independent grocery right. store type Publix thing. Publix or Rouse's. Yeah, or, whoever right. you are, you know, smaller type grocery store where it's got the big window out front where you can see the kid in there. Yeah. Um, but there's been plenty of times where you have sent one of the kids in with a credit card, and again, I send them in pairs because right. I just I don't and say we need anyway. You just send them in for a thing or two. And they have to, so then, it's not the scan and go anymore, it's a smaller grocery store, they have to actually go to the kiosk or whatever and pay, or go up to somebody that's going to scan their groceries or whatever, but they have to actually, like, use the credit card and see how much the groceries cost and all these different things, um, which I think is a good skill for them to learn as well. So, like, it's just, like, baby step type stuff, but I think it is important that they're learning all of those things. Yeah, you know, in the movie Home Alone, I know it's a movie. The kid's supposed to be eight years old, and mm-hmm. he goes into that grocery store. And I remember thinking when I was a kid and I watched that movie Home Alone, I was like, I don't think I could do that. Mm-hmm. Like, go into the store, he he had to buy a toothbrush, and he's like, is this ADA? I didn't, I didn't even understand at the time mm-hmm. what the heck he was even talking about. Yeah. Which, again, I know it's a movie. Yeah. 
But I remember thinking at the time, like, that's impressive. There's no way I could go into a grocery store and buy groceries <laughs> for myself. I mean, I don't even know what that would have looked like at eight years old. Well, there's been another example that I just thought of um, where you were trying to instill a little bit of independence, partly because we didn't want to do it, but partly because you need it. That's okay, always so- part of my motivation, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I mean, why should I have to walk all over the 10,000 square feet of a store when I have these it's kids? It's a lot more than 10,000 square feet. How much is it, you think? A Sam's Club? Yeah, 100,000? Yeah, I would say okay. 100,000. Whatever it is, why should I have to make all that mileage when I got other little legs that can now do it? Now we're going to have to look that up. Okay, so the story I was going to tell is about how the other day, we're so we're going to Callaway Gardens for vacation. Um, one of our kids in particular has really gotten into the idea of like family t-shirts for various, (laughs) various reasons. Um, we have had family vacation t-shirts for your side of the family when we went with extended family, like your parents and all of your brothers and sisters. We went to Destin a few years ago. Your brother, I was going to say your brother-in-law, but it's your brother, my brother-in-law, uh, made t-shirts for everybody. They were a big hit. They were the most ridiculous, ugly t-shirts ever, some of them, but they were a big hit. So he was a lot younger at that time, but clearly there was a little seed planted there. Um, And then we went to your nephew's graduation a couple weeks ago, and several groups of families had matching t-shirts it was right. like the picture of the graduate Dad on the front of yeah johnny lots Mom of like of, yeah lots of like sparkles and yeah. like very elaborate design t-shirts airbrushing, probably some airbrushing Ooh, going on some airbrushing yeah so we started talking a little bit after that we're like whoever's graduating next year we will be getting some family t-shirts for this right. dang graduation we are not going to be caught sleeping on that right for next year yeah i can tell you that so then he gets the idea, number two child, Thomas, little Thomas, gets the idea that he wants to do Callaway Garden. Yeah. Family. Family vacation t-shirts. Yeah. But he gets this bright idea like three days before we leave for Callaway Gardens. Right. Like maybe he'd been thinking about it. I don't know. But he sure as heck didn't mention it. Right. So you and I are just like brushing him off because we know that t-shirts can't be made in three days. Nor do we have time to design them or do anything with them yeah. because we've got other things going on. So I think you told him, you know what? If you want a T-shirt made, buddy, why don't you call the T-shirt company? Well, I was like, go look it up. Yeah. Go find, I said, you have to find a place mobile because if you try to go online, that's the first thing he says. Like, look, here's one online, custom ink, whatever. Mm-hmm. I said, son, if you try to do that, it would take, you know, a day to get the order in, a day or so to make it, and then they got to ship it. And mm-hmm. that's probably two to five days. Who knows? Mm-hmm. At the very least. Yeah. So I said... It's, it has to be a local company. So find a local company and call, call, them, up. call them up yourself. Yeah. So he finds Br- one. Brushing them aside like, hey, kid, you go do the yeah. research. Here, I found one. It's on Hillcrest Road, which is right around the corner from where we live. I was like, okay, call them up. Mm-hmm. And he calls them up. <laughs> they delivered the bad news. <laughs> I think he said, uh, can I have some T-shirts made before we leave Saturday or something? And this was Thursday, maybe. Don't you know that the person on the other line was like, oh, little buddy. Yeah. Hey, precious. Hey, little guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he introduced himself as a little kid, but well, I'm you sure can he hear it in his like voice. Yeah. Right. Um, no, there's there's no way we can do it. He's like, well, there's only six of us. We only need six of them. They're he like, was pushing yeah. it. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen in two days. You yeah. Know. So there, of course, there's several things about that that I like too. And one is he's getting the independence of making phone calls on his own and explaining to someone what he wants and not being nervous right. about it and all that. Um, 
He's also getting these. Well, I think he was nervous about it, but he just really wanted these t-shirts. He really wanted them, yeah. <laughs> he and was going to fight through it, yeah. That you're not, I mean, we're not going to do it always for him. Um, I think it was also important for him to hear the reject, not maybe not the rejection, but the fact that he was able to reason with someone told him no, and he didn't just say, okay, thank you, goodbye, end of it. It was right. like, well, only need six, or whatever his pushback was. Right. And he had a conversation, and from from our perspective of like maybe lazy parenting, um, someone else was able to tell him no. Yeah. Cause he would have put, he would have bugged us to death. Right. If we had been the ones that called and asked if he would have found another person for us to call yes. and another person for us to call. But since he got the rejection, right. And they told him why. Yes. It was good enough. Right. Oh man. But I have like, Look, I can tell you as, as a teacher and a coach, People will listen to me way more than they'll listen to their parents. Sure. Their parents will tell them, go do this. You got you got to eat right. You got to get to bed on time. You got to whatever. And then it comes out of my mouth one time. They're like, oh, coach said. <laughs> Which I'm not really, saying anything different really than irritates, what your parents aren't saying. I know. really irritates parents. Yeah, so I, I know that as a parent that what I say, they, you know, that's just dad saying it because he's dad and he's enforcing his dad law which doesn't have a lot of reason behind it. So let me go let me go to get some someone that's a little more knowledgeable on the subject <laughs> or someone with a little more credibility than dad cuz he's makes not you more very, credible as a coach because No, just with whatever you might tell kids cuz I know that you tell kids things in class that don't have anything to do with coaching like right. financially or whatever cuz you teach business finance or basic finance whatever you want to call it. I I mean I other than I'm just a different adult you know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, if two, maybe if it all triangulates that two adults tell you the same thing, then maybe it really is true. Yeah, and I guess, <laughs> I guess from their perspective, like, I have no... You have no skin in the game. Yeah, I have no skin in the game. Yeah. I'm just giving you the knowledge that I have. Yeah, that's Just like true. the t-shirt guy, like, for Thomas to come ask me, well, I, like, I'm going to have to pay for these shirts, and so maybe he's thinking, well, y'all just don't want to fork out the money to buy sure. these t-shirts or go through the effort of having to drive over there, whatever. Whereas when this guy says no, he's saying no because he can't get it he, done. Like it really can't get done. He Even though has, we were saying that the whole time. Yeah, he only has upside because he wants to make money. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So I'm sure it's the same with a, a coach or a teacher. Is I'm not saying to do these things because I'm your dad or your mom, and I'm just yeah, saying dad just and mom things. General adult knowledge that you don't have yet, and you're ready to recognize right. that when it's not maybe possibly biased by. A parent. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll try to remember that whenever all the other times that our kids tell us that we're basically dumb. Because well, that happens all the time. Yeah. I remember Cecilia telling me that one of her teachers was the smartest person she ever knew. Isn't thinking, that nice? Isn't that nice? You're in first grade. So <laughs> your kindergarten teacher or your first grade teacher is the smartest person you ever knew. I mean... Well, maybe they mom, are. Mom and dad are pretty smart over here. Oh, <laughs> did that bust your ego a little bit, buddy? No, I just thought it was. It, it when she said that, I was like, "That is so typical." Yeah, of, they just fall in love with these people who they see every yeah. day, but don't have to. Actually... I'm sure people probably go home back. Like, Man, Coach Aaronsburg, he just he knows his stuff. He, yeah, it's like I, I'm probably saying the same thing your parents are saying. Yeah, but it just sounds well. And they hear you say it once, and it hits profound. Right. But your parents say things so many times to you that they just fall on deaf ears yeah, after a while. It's just all noise. I mean, yeah. I do that now with business. I'll be walking around. Margaret Ann knows 
every stupid story I tell. She knows every, I mean, she starts to repeat them at this point to help me out in some ways when clients will ask her questions. I'll hear her repeating and parroting back the same stuff I've said. I hope she knows it's true. She's never done yeah. any research. But, you know, I I think after a while, kids, it's not it's not novel anymore. When you hear it from someone who's, it hits you a little different maybe or it feels right. a little novel when someone, like a parent, has been telling you the same stuff over and over again. Yeah. That it just feels like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Yeah, I agree. All right, so that's our conversation about little independent children and how we're slowly but surely in super, super small ways. I feel like the leaving home without your kids is maybe a little bigger It's a way, little bigger one, yeah. But all the ones with the grocery store and handing a little bit of money to them to go in the store and just take care of these small transactions on their right. own, I think that those are all building up to bigger things and super important for their just their peace of mind and trust that their parents have enough trust in them to send them to do you know what I'm saying yeah. it's not just for our peace of mind it's for yeah. theirs too I think it's building in both ways so right. I think that's great we are building Aaronsburg in, <laughs> in the way that we're um, trying in small ways to to raise them with, with some independence as they get bigger and with independence from us too we need our distance from our kids right. as they grow older because if they just suddenly flew out of the nest could be bad it could be bad for all of us right. I don't know so um This week, if I could ask that you guys would subscribe, if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, please do so this week. If you have any questions, comments, or stories of your own, you can email us at buildingarensburg at gmail.com. You can come to Facebook or Instagram at buildingarensburg. You guys, we want to hear your stories and your your independent children and how they're they're being their own little people and flying the nest in your family. Until next time, bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.